Welcome back. We're back for another episode of Spookified, where we feature a city and talk about their most famous haunted locations. I'm here with my wife, Christine. Hi. And today we are talking about the city of Mansfield, Ohio. We also feature a beer on each episode, mostly because it's a good excuse to drink. Yeah. But we choose the beer based on whose topic ranked highest or scariest on our spookometer scale. And I believe last time I won with my discussion of the Crescent Hotel in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Yes, you did. You won. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So what I decided to choose for my beer this week is, this is coming from the Mokama Beer Company. Um, This is actually a local beer from Jacksonville. Well, technically Fernadina, Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the Motor Marzen Lager. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to try I it. I know, and I'm actually annoyed because we haven't gone there yet. We have this not. Place, but we need to go. It's kind of far away. Yeah, but it's a Marzen. It smells mm, good. I like Marzens a lot because it's in October. Actually, when do they usually release them? Like September? Yeah, I feel like August, September, yeah. around there. I always think they're October beers, but really they're not. That's the spirit of them, right? Yeah. All right. You ready? Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> you like <laughs> looked at me dead on. <laughs> Couldn't keep it together. Anyways, that's good. Yeah, it's delicious. I like it a lot. Mm. Going back for seconds. Mm-hmm. Well, you were creepily looking at me while I was drinking, and I laughed the first time. But this time, I got a better, better <laughs> taste. <laughs> it's um, I don't know. It's not my favorite. Oh, it's not your favorite. No. Oh, oopsies! I said it. <laughs> it's good. It's uh, I. It's just uh, yeah. I've had better, but it, it it does the job. It does the the job. Okay. Could be maybe because it's old. It's not that old. Well, I guess I'm it's trying to give them a benefit of the doubt. Okay. Was, yeah. I don't know. I think it's pretty good, but I like most beer. You do like most beer. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> All right. So we're talking about Mansfield, Ohio today. Um. So why don't you go ahead and take okay. it away with the intro? So yep. Uh, we're talking about Mansfield. It's in our home state of Ohio. Yes, ma'am. In recent years, the city has become a popular destination for paranormal investigators with numerous haunted places to visit and one that is considered the most haunted site in the state. But first, before we get into the haunted stuff, let's get a little history on the city. It was founded on March 1st. Oh, that's your birthday. Yo, so everyone knows. (laughs) (laughs) Send presents. (laughs) It was founded on March 1st, 1813, and named after Surveyor General of the United States, Colonel Jared Mansfield. And for us beer drinkers, the city was first established on a ridge by a large spring. And that spring was used as a water source for a brewery. It all comes back to the breweries. To beer, yep. We were founded on beer, everybody. You didn't know it. (laughs) The area also has a rich Native American history, and the city celebrates it twice a year in July and September. Downtown Mansfield has seen a revitalization in recent years. There's a cute children's museum, coffee shop, restaurants, and even a brewery. It's called Phoenix Brewery. I looked it up. Looks pretty good. We always uh, visit breweries when we travel. So uh, just a tidbit. If you're going, there is a brewery. <laughs> and there, go ahead. I was just going to say, if they don't have breweries there, we don't go there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Crossing it off the list. Off the list. That's why... Uh, why we never traveled to Italy. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Well, there's probably breweries. <laughs> Not good ones. <laughs> there's also a carousel in downtown Mansfield called the Richland Carousel Park. Because of this, the city is called the Carousel Capital of Ohio. 
Wow. And it's amazing that we needed to make a capital for that. Yeah. <laughs> Just in Ohio. Because there's numerous of them. Yeah. Numerous ones. It's the best one. It's the best one in, in the Ohio. state. So if you go there, make sure you ride on it. I've ridden on it before. Yeah. It's cute. The most popular tourist destination in the city of Mansfield is one we will be talking about, and it is the backdrop for a very iconic movie. Oh, a little foreshadowing. I <laughs> wonder what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, I will turn it over to Ryan, who will tell us all about it. Yes, yeah, so I believe what you were talking about is, <laughs> <laughs> or was, the Ohio State Reformatory. <gasps> yeah, that's it. That's it. So, yeah, this, this is a good one. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I know. All right, so maybe the good one again. <laughs> what am I doing? So, to properly look at the history of the reformatory, we need to go back a bit further to before it was one. Okay. So, the current site where the reformatory was built and still is was once the location of a Civil War training camp called Camp Mordecai Bartley. Okay. And, Mordecai Bartley. <laughs> in 1861, soldiers came to Mansfield to begin preparation for the war. It remained an active camp up until 1867, and then the site became a candidate for the new penitentiary. Oh, 1867. Mm-hmm. So it was this proposed intermediate penitentiary where the reformatory got its start. So that same year in 1867, plans were in place, and the city of Mansfield and the state of Ohio put together a sum of $30,000 for the 180 acres of land where the building was to be placed. In the end, the Ohio Reformatory cost a total of $1.3 million to complete. Oh. Yeah, it's actually $1,326,769 to be exact. It's too many numbers. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a good chunk of change back then. So, what would it be in today? <laughs> uh, $3 trillion. Yeah. It's in the. It's up there. <laughs> Just like how we're always like, and in today's money. <laughs> <laughs> in today's money. <laughs> you know, inflation, man. It's a bitch. It's a bitch. <laughs> uh, so the actual building of the reform reformatory took quite a bit of time, and it was a really long project due to funding issues that caused delays. As it was proposed in 1867, the construction didn't start until 1886 and wasn't actually finished until 1910. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness, that's so long. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, the reformatory's architecture is unique as it boasts three different styles, including the Queen Anne style. Mm -hmm. Talked about that before. Mm -hmm. And the Richardsonian Romanesque style. <laughs> Richardsonian Romanesque. <laughs> oh my God, I gotta Google that. What the hell does that look like? Uh, yeah. And the Victorian... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Victorian Gothic style, which you're probably much more aware of. Yeah, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Richardsonian. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I feel like on. it's just the name of the guy that built it. It was like, this is a Richardsonian architecture. <laughs> right? <It's> the Ryan <laughs> Ryansonian. Ryan, I don't know how for me to do that. <laughs> Ryansonian. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, so... Uh, the purpose of the three styles, according to the architect, Mr. Levi T. Schofield, from nearby Cleveland, was to help inmates be reborn into their spiritual selves. Oh, wow. Yeah. Kind of kind of creepy. That's spooky, Talking yeah. Talking about that back then. Mm-hmm. Now, before it was called the Ohio State Reformatory, it was previous, previously referred to as the Intermediate Penitentiary, as I mentioned earlier. This was because it was meant to be a midpoint between the Lancaster's Boys Industrial School, which was a reform school for boys between the ages of 8 and 18, and then the state penitentiary for first-time offenders. So, hmm. yeah, I guess from 8 to 18, there was just like more of a reform school. And then as soon as they were, you know, 18 or older, it was like their first-time offense type thing where they would go there. Okay. So the name changed, however, in 1891 and officially became known as the Ohio State Reformatory. And on September 17th, 1896, the prison finally opened and mm. it brought in its first 150 prisoners from Columbus. 
The prison was still not finished at the time of their arrival, so they were immediately put to work <laughs> to help construct the prison sewer system. It's a real shitty job, no? Yeah. <laughs> and they were also um, tasked to build a 25-foot wall that would surround the entire 15-acre complex. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so at the time that it was open, the prison was considered to be one of the best in the country. It was designed to hold nearly 2,000 inmates at one inmate per cell. However, by 1933, it had become overcrowded and the living conditions had deteriorated. Cells meant for one person contained at least two, sometimes three people. Oh, man. Conditions got so bad that a lawsuit had been filed in 1978 against the prison on behalf of the 2,200 inmates at the time. So this is a pretty big jump. Yeah, that's... (laughs) Wow. 40 plus years there. It was eventually determined that the prison was unfit and hosted inhumane conditions, and shortly after, it was officially closed as a correctional institution in 1990. Whoa, that's not that long ago. No, I mean, that was like (laughs) the year I was born. What? (laughs) (laughs) I know exactly how long ago that was. (laughs) Constantly reminded of it. Yep. Every time I bend down and my knees crack. (laughs) So it's kind of wild, right? It is wild. I didn't ever, it's like whenever you heard about that, at least growing up, it was always like, oh, that place is like old as fuck. But really it wasn't, it was still a freaking institution not that long ago. Yeah. So there is a lot of dark history associated with the Ohio State Reformatory. A lot of violence and even death occurred on the grounds. It's quite strange too because the place that was supposed to be uh, was there to reform the inmates and make them functional members of society was, you know, not working. <laughs> right. <laughs> Failed. Um, but, you know, I guess these good intentions never seem to have a way of working out the way you want. Yeah. So one instance of this violence occurred on November 2nd, 1926, when a paroled inmate named Philip Orlecht returned to the prison and shot a 72-year-old prison guard mm. named Urban Wilford. He was arrested two months later and executed at the penitentiary via the electric chair a year later. Oh, they had an electric chair there. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah, they had an electric chair, all right. <laughs> another occurrence of violence resulted in a death of another prison guard. Frank Hanger was a 48-year-old guard at the prison, and he, unfortunately, was violently beaten to death with an iron bar during an escape attempt by 12 prisoners on October 2nd, 1932. Oh, my. Of the 12... Yeah. Ouch, that would hurt so yeah. bad. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Good observation. <laughs> Just imagining it, you know? Love the insight. Like that would hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Bringing the good stuff tonight. I just like... You just come in there with a controversial statement. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to believe that would hurt. <laughs> Of the 12 prisoners, only two were found guilty of the murder. They were Merrill Chandler and Chester Probaski. And they were executed by electric chair in 1935. Really putting that electric chair to good use. Oh, yeah. An exceptionally dark day occurred on July 21st, 1948. Two former inmates named... John West and Robert Daniels kidnapped the prison's farm superintendent, his wife, and their 20-year-old daughter from their home. Oh, my goodness. The two inmates were recently released just months earlier for good behavior. Oh, no. They proceeded to murder the entire family <gasps> and in a cornfield off of Fleming Falls Road. What? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So the two men went on a two-week crime spree, eventually killing a total of six people. Wow. Did they they catch them? They were found. Thank God. Near Van Wert. Oh, I know where that is. By authorities, and a shootout occurred, resulting in the death of West and the capture of Robert Daniels. And he was killed by the electric chair. Bingo. Got it. (laughs) See? I'm smart. There you go. I know. What if I was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> he was bludgeoned to death. Yeah, he was beaten with an iron bar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, one area of the reformatory that was an exceptionally dark place was known as local control or solitary. Local control is what they called it? Yeah. <laughs> Weird. And the inmates most often referred to it as the hole. Yeah. Two men were once placed in there at the same time and only one made it out alive. <gasps> yeah, I was going to say, that's not going to end well. The other was killed and stuffed under the bunk. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, kind of dark. Stuffed like they weren't going to find him or he just didn't want to see the other dude? Uh, uh, well, let me go into their head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess... Uh, I guess maybe he was like, man, I don't want to see this dead body the rest mm-hmm. of the time around here. I'm going to stuff him in the bunk. Yeah, that's what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, where was I? Where was I? Okay. Another man hanged himself during his time in the hole. And How? They find ways, I'm telling you. And yet another man reportedly was able to set himself on fire in there after dousing himself in paint thinner. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh, so he just used like a rock, like a caveman technique to start fire? No? <laughs> so I kind of go on to that in a little bit later, but apparently he like was able to steal some paint thinner from like the prison like furniture like <laughs> workshop. Wood making shop. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was there for like prisoners to like, you know, be engaged and do stuff. Yeah. And he guess he got a hold of a match somehow. Oh. Lit himself on fire. That's a tough way to go. Yeah, that's not how I would choose to die. I'd rather hang myself. Oh, for sure. (laughs) Like Jeffrey Epstein did, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like (laughs) I had the right idea. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly, yeah, that's what they... They don't know. They don't know. I wonder if Ghislaine's going to do that too. Maybe. Hopefully. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So another tragic accident, uh, tragic incident that occurred there happened in November of 1950 when the warden's wife, Helen Bauer Glatke, I think I'm saying that right, was reaching into a closet looking for her jewelry box. When she removed the box, her hidden pistol fell to the ground and accidentally discharged. Oh, no. Fatally wounding her. Okay. Then on February 10th, 1959, Arthur Glatke, the warden himself, died from a heart attack in his office. Hmm. Interesting, huh? Do they usually live in the jail or in the prison, like just in a different area or? I don't know. I guess it depends on the... I think we've talked about a couple of jails and prisons and it seems like they live with their families in the same building. Yeah. It's weird. It's kind of wild. I don't know why you'd want that. I know. (laughs) That seems terrible. But they're like highly respected positions and things. Mm -hmm. Weird. Yeah. And yeah, so a lot of death occurred at the penitentiary, obviously. Uh, Many other people were executed for crimes, and some people died due to disease due to poor living conditions. And all this death and tragedy tragedy left an imprint on the Ohio State Reformatory. These dark reminders are still there to this day, and the restless spirits that lost their lives there so many years ago have stuck around ready to make their presence felt. Mm. One of the most haunted spots at the Reformatory is Cell 13. Okay. This is the actual cell where the man who set himself on fire resided. Oh. Why do I feel like number 13 is like a sinister number? Well, it's like a, yeah, it's like a unlucky number kind of type thing. Oh. I feel like, like, I don't think like hotel, a lot of times hotels don't have like a 13th level. Oh, 13th floor. Yeah, yeah 13th you're floor. right. That's so Just weird. like consider bad luck. Ugh. His name was James Lockhart. And he was a 22-year-old inmate who had enough of the living conditions at the reformatory. <laughs> uh, Lockhart was able to set himself on fire with paint thinner after stealing it from the prison's furniture shop, as we talked about earlier. My golly. Immediately, the inmate next to him in cell 14 alerted the guards, but they apparently were unable to help him, which uh, I'm not quite sure why that was. They didn't really say anywhere. Um, I don't know mm. if they couldn't get to the locking time or if it was just too late. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so all they could do was just listen to him as he screamed and burned to death. I guess he didn't really, <laughs> I guess he kind of regretted that decision. Wow. I wonder what his, like, I wonder if he meant to kill himself or if he just wanted to draw attention to himself. I mean, if you're, like, dousing yourself in paint thinner. And, I mean, it's not going to end well. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is dumb. God, that's so dumb. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I guess guess he just wanted out of there. <laughs> it was that bad. Yeah. Um, so those who are actually brave enough to experience uh, the cell at night have said when they stand in the middle of it, you can vaguely hear his screams. Oh, God. Ooh. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> the chapel and third floor are also uh, hot spots for paranormal activity. People have reported being pushed by unseen forces. Women have had their hair pulled. Mm. And many people have experienced inexplicable extreme temperature drops at these two locations. In the chapel specifically, people have had phantom voices call out to them. And people often feel like they have hands put on them when they are leaving. Oh, my. Uh, On the ghost tours, people have witnessed uh, shadow figures in multiple areas of the prison. Tour guides and guests have seen heavy cell doors slam on their own. Oh, my. That would scare me. Yeah. And actually, uh, the ghost of Helen Glackey is said to haunt the administration wing. Oh, Helen. Keeping yeah. uh, keeping things in check. <laughs> yeah. She's back. <laughs> Helen, as stated earlier, was the wife of the warden that accidentally killed himself after her gun misfired. Um, Wait, she killed herself? Yeah. With her gun? Oh, yeah. okay. I thought it was said a- she got injured. She got fatally wounded. Oh, fatally wounded. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the real story is that she shot herself and then went to the hospital, but ended up dying of like pneumonia or something. Oh, okay. In the hospital, but it was pretty much because of the gunshot, I think. Oh, kind of triggered things. Yeah. Um, people that enter the part of the, that part of the reformatory have said to smell a rose-scented perfume that comes from the bathroom oh, that like she that. once occupied. Ghost hunters have been said to catch the voices of Helen and possibly her husband in this area as well. Oh. EVPs. Yeah. One of the most eerie areas of the reformatory may very well be the prison cemetery. Oh, they even have a cemetery. cemetery. Wow. This is super scary. It is located near the building and contains at least 200 prisoners who were either killed or died within the reformatory. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. (laughs) That's a lot. That's a lot of people. Now, people are or people on ghost tours often try to take pictures of the area, but their equipment will often uh, often malfunction, causing photos to be blurry, or the cameras themselves may not work at all. Yeah, technical difficulties. I yeah, see. lots of energy. And the hole or solitary confinement area is a hard place for people to visit. Yeah, I do not want to do that. So people, no, no, no. yeah. Yeah, I know. That's that's got to be like the scariest one, I feel like. Maybe the, the cemetery too. Like what know. if somebody told you to go in there by yourself and they closed you in? Ooh, that'd be messed up. <laughs> <laughs> People often, when they go there, they often get nauseous when entering this area and again experience cold spots and phantom voices. Some people even reported feeling someone breathing down their necks. Oh, God. Nope. I bet that Aaron guy on Ghost Hunters got nauseous. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That, yeah, that guy gets nauseous all the time. <laughs> I think he has a medical issue. Yeah, I think he needs to go to the doctor. <laughs> um, one other interesting uh, haunted location of the reformatory is... Oh, the... Ghost Adventures. I said the wrong one. Oh, yeah, you did. Not Ghost Hunters. Ghost Adventures. Ghost Again, I'm confused. I'm sorry. Ghost Hunters are the plumbers. Yeah, those are the... the Yeah, the bald guy and... The Jason Hawes dudes. and Grant. Yeah. Uh, I forget. Grant. They're going to the Collingwood Arts Center. They are. <laughs> Well, is it is it are they still together? I thought like they kind of like broke off and did their own things. I don't did know. Did their own ghost hunts. You probably know more <laughs> than I do. But yeah, you're right. It's the ghost hunters crew, but I don't know if it's the the same people. Yeah, or it's just one of them. The know. bald guy was there. Okay, Jason. Sure. Jason Hawes. Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got that right. <laughs> um 
one other interesting haunted location of the reformatory is actually the road leading to it. What? Yeah. So there is a legend that the ghost of an eccentric local woman named Phoebe Wise haunts it. Okay. Wise apparently had a hard life. She seemed like a pretty tough lady. She was able to survive multiple robberies in her own home and was able to even kill a stalker at her doorstep. Oh my gosh, Phoebe, what are you doing? Where did she live? Uh, Mansfield. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, where in the city? That sounds scary. Next to the prison. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, all these negative events led to her eventually becoming a hermit, Mm. and local children claimed that she was a witch. Yeah. As local children will often do. They like to do. Yeah. So people say that her ghost may appear on the side of the road to people heading towards the reformatory. Mm. Some say she'll even ask for a ride before vanishing right in front of them. Mm, why do I like this haunt more than any of the others? I, yeah, I know what you mean. I, I like that haunt the best because it's more like I don't know, a legend type thing. Yeah, the legends are cooler. Yeah. Phoebe, mm-hmm. the eccentric witch lady. <laughs> yeah. But the... Mansfield Reformatory is a very interesting place indeed. It has been featured on many paranormal shows, including Ghost Hunters, which we talked about, Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures, And also Ghost Asylum. Okay, I don't know that one. Me either. (laughs) I think think I've seen that before. Um, It has also been the site of some major movie productions. Okay. Uh, most famously, it was the location where the movie Shawshank Redemption was filmed. Oh, that's what I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. It all <laughs> comes back around. That's right. And it was also featured in the movie Air Force One. Oh. Momentarily. I don't think I've seen that movie. It's with uh, Harrison Ford. Mm, no. Nope. Gary Oldman, I think. Mm, no. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so if you're brave enough, the Reformatory offers ghost hunting tours with paranormal experts. Or if you're a little less brave, you can just take the Shawshank Redemption tour. That sounds fun. <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah, that's my story on the Mansfield Reformatory, a.k.a. the Ohio State Reformatory, a.k.a. the Intermediate Penitentiary. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, I called my father... Yeah, I want to hear about this. Because he grew up in Mansfield, and I was just asking him if he knew about any of these sites or could give me any any stories. And he said that his dad, or my grandpa, used to play with the inmates at the reformatory when he was growing up. That is wild. Weird, right? I don't understand how that works. <laughs> no, I was like, Dad, how old were the inmates? Like, if Grandpa was a child, who was he playing with? He's like, oh, no, they were adults. They were adult <laughs> inmates. So I was like, okay, that's weird. And he said my grandpa was like 10 or 11. Like, he was a, like a school-age child. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> yeah. But he said that it was like, he called it an honor farm. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know what that was, but basically it's like a minimum security prison. So the inmates had like more freedom at the time. Does that? Okay. So they were like a different, like, was there different tiers, I guess? Maybe like the yeah, maybe. Less, less dangerous ones had more freedom? freedoms. Yeah. Cause he said that my grandpa would like play baseball with them. Yeah. Cause he lived down the street. And so I don't know, maybe he knew Phoebe. I don't know. Well, <laughs> so this is when your grandpa was 10 or 11, he said? Yeah. So how old, when when was that then? I don't when know, like maybe born? the 40s? She was born he was in the born early 30s. In the 30s, I think. Yeah, I could to, be wrong, but it's think where that... probably 30s or 40s. I think he'd be around that age. That's crazy. Yeah. And then also he said that because um, they lived down the street from the prison, that the escaped convicts would come to their house and ask for like clothes and things to help get them by while they were on their escape route. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my grandpa would tell my dad. Like he would have stories about it. 
Oh, that's so scary. Snap. That's so scary. That is freaky. I don't even know. Because I was like, hey, Dad, we're doing the episode on Mansfield. And he was like, oh, are you doing the reformatory? I said, yeah. Ryan's doing that topic. He's like, oh, yeah, Grandpa used to play with the inmates. What the? <laughs> <laughs> Let me call you and talk to you about this. This is a little weird. It's a bit odd. <laughs> That's cool. I Times guess. were different. Yeah. Uh, now you can't even let your kid walk down the street by themselves, let alone like... <laughs> <laughs> Go play with some inmates down the street. That's nuts. Uh, yeah. That would be like considered bad parenting or like endangerment of a child, right? Like, <laughs> well, I don't know. maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, today's world, I mean, just, everything is. I mean, what do they do? Like, would they jack a car? <laughs> <laughs> Steal a loaf of bread. Steal a loaf of bread. I don't know. It's weird. But it's a cool story. It is. It is cool. It is different <laughs> as well. Okay. You want to take a break and then move on to the next story? Yeah. Let's okay. take a break. Okay. We are back. We're back. We're refilled, recharged. Ready to go. That's right. All right, Christine. So you are up next. I'm up next. Let's see what I can bring. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the Renaissance Theater in downtown Mansfield. I'm excited. Are I don't you? know anything about this. Oh, okay. I knew a little bit about Mansfield Reformatory, but not this at all. So. Okay. Well, uh, buckle in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to be a spooky ride. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the theater was built in the 1920s when Hollywood was becoming very popular. The Renaissance Theater was originally called the Ohio Theater. The theater was a grand place for a relatively small town in Ohio. It boasted marble floors, crystal chandeliers, and a $40,000 Kimball organ. Damn. Yeah. That's expensive, right? (laughs) For an organ, (laughs) even in that time. I also like how they were like, we're calling it the Ohio Theater. Yeah. And they called it the Ohio Reformatory. They just loved that it was in Ohio. Yeah. It's like. (laughs) (laughs) Or there weren't many of those things in the state. So they were like, this is the one, the one theater. (laughs) (laughs) This is the one theater. Where is it at again? It's it's in Ohio. (laughs) We're at in Ohio. Ohio. (laughs) That's all you need to know. (laughs) They decided to build the theater in Mansfield specifically because it was the central location in the state. Right between Cleveland and Columbus. So, yeah. All right. Step aside, Cleveland and Columbus. We got the theater. Yeah. The one and only. And they didn't give a shit about Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's basically Kentucky, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Just like Toledo is basically Michigan. Yeah. Don't tell all those Ohio State fans that. <laughs> the first showing in the theater was on January 19, 1928, apparently during blizzard like conditions. Of course, right? (laughs) If you're wondering what a movie showing was like in the 1920s, well, it was something like this. It started with an organ concert, that $40,000 Kimball organ. (laughs) Naturally. Then a newsreel. Okay. And finally, a two-reel comedy and three-reel acts of vaudeville. Well, that just sounds quite nice. Did you know what vaudeville was? I've heard that term before. I know. I'd heard of it too. I was, I'm Googling and I'm like, I still don't understand it. Basically what I think it is, is just like comedy with music and dancing. Okay. (laughs) I don't really know. Yeah. What's that, what's that place that's supposed to be like Vegas, but it's not Branson? I think it's burlesque too. Like some of it can be that. That's why I was so confused. I'm like, I still don't understand. I just thought it was kind of like live show. I don't know. Yeah. What is vaudeville? This is what I'll write to you. And you tell me what you... People listening are like, God, these guys are so dumb. (laughs) Type of entertainment, popular chiefly in the U.S. in the early 20th century, featuring a mixture of specialty acts such as burlesque, comedy, and song and dance. I mean, okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. (laughs) Sounds great. Great. So, yeah, whatever. 
Anyways, and um, so if you want to know the featured movie that was appearing on their grand opening in the blizzard conditions. Shawshank Redemption. (laughs) No, that'd be awesome. (laughs) But no, I'm sure they play that a lot there, though. Uh, It was Get Your Man, starring Clara Bow. Oh. Hmm, Don't know about any of that. (laughs) There you go. The Ohio Theater was very successful for the next 20 years. Films like Wizard of Oz and Casablanca debuted at the Ohio Theater, and some famous performers such as Will Rogers, Harry Blackstone, and Fanny Bryce all made appearances at the theater in the 1930s. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know who any of those people are, but that (laughs) might be significant to some. (laughs) However, once the television became a popular source of entertainment and many Americans now had it in their homes, the theaters grew less and less popular. By the late 1960s, the theater fell into great disrepair. It was not being maintained and the organ was sold. Man, that sucks. So sad. I wonder if they got their $40,000 worth. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's a lot like today times. Today's times. Right. Today times. <laughs> it's a lot like present day now that, you know, we went through the pandemic. Yes. And Disney Plus is a thing. Yes. And they're putting stuff straight to TV mm-hmm. and people aren't wanting to go out to uh, the movies. Yeah. I don't like going to the movies. I've decided in my old age, it's not for me. <laughs> Your old age. <laughs> so growing up, my Hey, Dad. (laughs) He never liked going to the movies because he liked to just be at home on his couch. He didn't think the seats were comfortable. Now they do have like the reclining seats. But to me, yes, it's comfy, but that's disgusting. Like people have their bare legs on there. It's Florida. People aren't wearing much. And then they've got their heads. It's hot. Lice. Yeah. Ugh, I can't get comfy in a chair that I've known thousands of people have sat in before me that have probably not been wiped down. Lots of butts. Lots of butts. Lots of farts. Lots of farts. Lots of sweat. Lots of sweat. <laughs> not for it. The amount of sweat on there has got to be inconceivable. <laughs> yeah. There's just so much sweating that happens in Florida. Yeah, it's bad. It's terrible. <laughs> You're coming in with a sweaty butt. Yeah. You I got mean, swamp ass for show. <laughs> for those of you who don't live in Florida... Imagine taking a shower. It's, you know, 7.30 in the morning, mind you. Imagine taking a shower, walking 20 feet outside to your car, and then getting swamp ass. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's like, why did I shower today? I'm not a sweaty person. I'm not happens. either. And you move to Florida and you say, I am sweaty. He's a, I am that person now. you go, beats Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, part of the year. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anyways, I'm not about the theater anymore. So, I can understand, you know, how. Well, yeah. I do still like the theater. It's about the screen, it's about and the, the ambiance. The, yeah. It's I, about the environment. Yeah. But I agree. It's like, that's like a special thing where it's got to be something I really want to see. Yeah. Cause I'm not getting cozy yeah. in a theater. Anyways. And they do have good popcorn, though. Oh, yeah. You can never really get popcorn style no. or theater style popcorn anywhere. No. Except at the theater. Yeah. But uh, the eventually the Ohio Theater hit an all-time low point when it was turned into a porno theater. <laughs> nice, nice. Now that you would go to, right? Yeah. <laughs> the theater remained open until they decided to feature a porno called deep throat and the city was like nah we've had enough they made a movie about that well besides the porno (gasps) they did yeah it had uh what's her face the girl from mean girls (laughs) Lindsay lohan the blonde one rachel mcadams amanda seyfried yeah her freed fred whatever yeah it was her she played Deep Throat. <laughs> <laughs> Did she Deep Throat? <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, allegedly. Huh. Well, we'll have to search that when we're done. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, city activists forced theater management to close its doors. and uh, But eventually, in spring of 1980, things turned around for the Ohio Theater, and it was once again brought into the spotlight. 
the Miss Ohio Scholarship Pageant was held in the theater. And because of the event, the theater was given a new life as it, um, I don't know what I wrote here, but anyways, they spruced it up because the pageant was broadcast uh, in the state of Ohio. Oh, wow. They had to make it look nice. Interesting. They fixed it up. And then um, the summer of August 1980, the theater was under new ownership and restoration of it began. They also decided to change the name of the theater from the Ohio Theater to the Renaissance Theater. A $2.25 million renovation and restoration of the theater began. They tried to keep as much of the original fixtures as they could. This included restoring the original plaster work, refurbishing the original seating. (laughs) I don't know if you want to sit in the seat where a porno theater once was. (laughs) Yeah, I was about to say, it was like, we were complaining about sweat and everything, but uh, that's a whole nother level of food (laughs) going on there. Yeah, they pride themselves in the fact that they refurbished the seating and it's on their website. And I got all this information from their website. So (laughs) just just know that when you're sitting in that seat and if you visit. (laughs) And also they relit the beautiful chandelier, which you will see if you go. What about the organ? (sighs) Not there anymore. Still gone. They didn't get it back. In 1997, the Renaissance Theater merged with the Mansfield Symphony and is a nonprofit organization known as the Renaissance today. And the theater still hosts the Miss Ohio Scholarship Program. That's sweet. But now on to the more haunted side of the theater. In general, many who have visited or worked have reported hearing footsteps on the staircase and in the hallways outside of the second floor ballroom. Figures have been seen on the balcony and voices, laughter, and even music have all been heard in the theater when no one is around. (laughs) I'm just picturing like... A masturbating ghost. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah, nobody said anything about that. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Just picturing it in my head. It's like, okay. (laughs) That would be pretty crazy. What an after life that guy's leading. Yeah, he just couldn't get enough of the theater. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) A man named Pete supposedly haunts the projection room. They believe he is just looking after his beloved projector that was brought in from the Madison Theater down the street. Another strange thing that occurs quite frequently is the wall sconces in the elegant marble lobby have a mind of their own. When workers arrive in the morning to open up the theater, the sconces are often found turned upside down. (laughs) (laughs) So weird. Like maybe they should just tighten them i don't know <laughs> or maybe they should just turn them upside down and see if they turn, turn up right side up right yeah we'll have to call and see <laughs> what's the deal with your sconce situation yeah you gotta think smarter <laughs> <laughs> can't let these ghosts keep tricking you in the same ways <laughs> you like come back and then they just shift them like 45 degrees you're like ah damn it <laughs> <laughs> they got me During the performances, the artists say they see a woman in white hanging about in the curtains. That'd be creepy. Yeah, that's scary. Anytime. A woman in white. woman in any colored Uh, dress (laughs) just hanging out. It's really the scariest thing you could imagine. (laughs) No, thank you. I think I'm just going to be that for Halloween. There's a woman in white standing (laughs) behind the curtains, and there's a guy feverishly masturbating to her. <laughs> lots of uh, lots of weird ghosts. <laughs> um, they say the most haunted place in the theater is the lobby. This is where the former theater manager Edward Rafter was murdered on October thirtieth, nineteen twenty nine. He was murdered when a man wearing women's clothing tried to rob the theater but failed. The attempted robber did manage to shoot Edward four times before fleeing the scene. Ooh. Many report they have seen Edward pacing back and forth in the lobby. Mm. Dang. That sucks. I also read that some see the the killer like lurking in the shadows. I was like, that's a little. Could it be the lady in white? <laughs> She's just... <laughs> 
putting on different outfits and <laughs> <laughs> acting like other ghosts. <laughs> maybe, maybe she's masturbating too. Mm. <laughs> Weird. Well, can't rule it out. Yeah, no. Can't rule it out. Nope. So I also came across this article. Um, it was written by a man named Timothy Brian McKee. And the article is called, Shh, <laughs> do you know the ghost tale at the Renaissance Theater? Wait, can you repeat that title again? <laughs> Shh, <laughs> do you know <laughs> the ghost tale at the Renaissance Theater? <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Cool title. He talks about his former workplace and the supposed ghost story to and he was trying to see if the rumor is true so he used to work at the theater he worked there for 10 years as a part of the stage crew for the mansfield symphony Hmm. working as part of the stage crew meant he spent many hours in the dark places of the theater a perfect setting for paranormal activity oh yeah (laughs) he heard rumors of a ghost who liked to appear all throughout the theater in the second floor hallway, the top of the balcony, and the projection booth. He asked all of his theater colleagues about the infamous ghost, and most thought he was joking. Just as he was about to give up all hope, he met a woman named Adelia. Adelia, who was a longtime resident of Mansfield, told McKee he needed to talk to her mother about her experience at the Ohio Theater. Adelia's mother, Lita, told him about her experience when she went to see a movie there sometime in the 1930s. She wasn't sure exactly when. Hmm. Lita sat in the balcony that day and claimed she was the only person sitting in that section of the theater. About halfway into the movie, Lita noticed a woman come into the balcony section to find a seat behind her. She heard the woman talking and apologizing to the empty seats as she moved through trying to find the perfect place to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> like psycho. <laughs> right? Lita thought this was weird that the woman was talking and apologizing to empty seats. <laughs> Toward the end of the movie, during some tragic romance scene, Lita heard the woman behind her sobbing very loudly which also seemed weird to Lita because the scene was not really sad enough to cause someone to start sobbing uncontrollably. So as any normal person would do in response to hearing someone sobbing super loudly behind them, she turned to take a look at the mysterious woman, but of course no one was there. What? Whoa. So after her experience, Lita would never step foot on that balcony again. Ooh. <laughs> so another That's um, spooky. funny thing about this is that my grandma used to perform at this theater. And I've been here before. I have an experience. Oh, man. How but old were you when you were there? Young, like elementary school. Okay. So you weren't looking for it? No. You might have had one. You didn't know. I it. have a very vague memory of the actual theater. Like, I don't even really remember what it looked like. Yeah. To be honest, it was so long ago. But yeah, I remember going there to see my grandma perform in the symphony. So it's kind of weird. That's sweet. I know. That's sweet. A lot of ties to Mansfield and your family. I know. Look at that. Well, they were from there. You yeah. know what we didn't do? What? We didn't rate the reformatory. Oh, you're right. <laughs> we were so excited to refill our beers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, well, now let's rate both of them. Yeah, okay. Okay. Excuse me. Oh, good one. Um, so what? So I, I feel like I lost a lot of the momentum there. I didn't get a good rating because of this. Yeah. Oh well. <laughs> um, no, you're still getting a good one. I think um, the reformatory is. It's up there. It's at least an eight. I was gonna go with an eight, probably as well. Okay, and I would give the theater. I think it was like five or six. I would less. You're thinking no, less. no. I, I was trying to decide. I was thinking like maybe a seven, mm. but more likely a six. Yeah, but I think it could be a seven. You can make an argument for a seven. Yeah, if there was more, um, more evidence of yeah. activity. Right. Yeah. So I guess the spookometer round. Goes to me again. I guess. <laughs> Fine. 
<laughs> well, there's another W. Well, congrats, congrats. I feel like this is love Chuck in our list, and you're just the love it. Everybody loves that. Yeah, I'm the Hillary. <laughs> you're the Hillary, and I'm the David, and I'm like, wah, wah. <laughs> oh, man, if I need the perfect house. <laughs> <laughs> you need all your needs. Look at all <laughs> this space. <laughs> Your family of five is going to live in their three-bedroom house forever. <laughs> they always make the dumbest decisions on that show. Yeah. You're like, they're going to list it. They need to. They don't have room in that house. And they're like, we're going to love it. <laughs> You're like, David, or what's his name? Mm-hmm. Just David, mm-hmm. right? Like, David found him, like, a six-bedroom house that's, like, closer to their work, and it's, like, cheaper than their current place right now, and they still fucking love it. Yeah, they always do. I feel, dumb. I feel for that guy. <laughs> Well, I like that. That was Mansfield is uh it's like this little I feel like it's this little city in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of history to it. Yeah. Just like there's a lot of places around the country. You just yeah. gotta look for it. But it has that reformatory, which is like yeah. nationally known for it, sure. Yeah, it's a nationally known reformatory. But I feel like most people, I mean, they might know about it but i feel like a good people a good amount of people don't know about it yeah mm-hmm. i didn't know it was the shawshank redemption like a backdrop for that movie i didn't realize until yeah. i was just looking at haunted mansfield and the, yeah it's like everywhere <laughs> they're very proud I, of it yeah i didn't know it was well i knew about the shawshank movie that was filmed there but i didn't know it was still like running until 1990 that, yeah that's crazy that's, yeah. i didn't know that either, obviously you look at it now and like you look at the picture it's like really run down oh wow yeah i bet that's i mean but yeah 30 years I mean, built in the 1880s yeah it's a pretty impressive building though yeah it is well that wraps up another episode of spookified though you can find us on instagram at spookified podcast and on twitter at spookified pod also, we want to hear from you. Send us an email to spookifiedpodcast at gmail.com. Send us your scary stories or just say hi. Yeah. Woohoo. Yeah. We may feature you on a future episode. Also, don't forget to rate and subscribe. And if you like what you're hearing, tell your family and friends. Yep. Word of mouth, baby. That's the best way. Mm-hmm. And as always, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.